Hello, welcome to Getting It Done, a podcast about music, education, and life lessons. I'm Tim Rausenberger. Today is Tuesday, January 2nd, 2018. This is episode 195, a three-part series. Creativity, independence, and critical thinking in education. This is the first of a three-part podcast in which we're going to discuss various items in education, specifically creativity, independence, and critical thinking. Now, I often hear creativity discussed and critical thinking. Critical thinking, of course, is a major component of the 21st century model of education. Independence is one that is not discussed much, but we're going to get into it in our next episode. We'll do that in the second one. But today we're going to focus on creativity. And what better person to speak about that than a music teacher? When you speak to or hear from performing arts instructors, anyone in the performing, visual, fine arts they will talk to you about the importance of creativity. There's no doubt whatsoever that in so many occupations, you need to have some form of creativity to be successful. Of course, you can be a yes man or a yes woman. You can be someone who does not have a, a, a particular job that requires you to have to come up with new and interesting ideas. But if you want to really make it in this world in so many different areas, you need to have the ability to think outside the box. And it's absolutely a proven fact that people who are immersed in the arts can really go a long way with opening up the mind and now allowing both sides of the brain to go into just a type of place that other people will not be able to visit quite so easily. I feel that way anyway. So if we think about creativity, there's so many different ways you can go. You can talk about music, you can talk about art, 
dance. Those are very easy. But I'm not, what I'm going to give you today is a very simple, simple project that I have given to many different groups, many different grades, many different uh, districts, and many different students of different backgrounds. The people who took this particular project I did ranged in age from third grade to ninth grade. It included children in the wealthiest of the wealthy or the wealthy of the wealthiest areas or the wealthiest of the wealthiest areas in the United States in a school district in New Jersey. And that was a middle school group. It included children of extremely diverse backgrounds, some of whom were brilliant and very, very well-versed in two or three languages. Others can barely speak a word of English. And it really ranged from students with some uh, major uh, special needs up to children with very high IQs. And that was third, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. And I also had a group of students in uh, actually two different groups in urban populations. And those students were at the elementary school in a fifth grade and a high school in a ninth grade. So I think it's pretty fair to say that rather than doing one of those ridiculous surveys and coming up with percentages, I'm just going to tell you exactly who my focus groups were because I think it's going to give us a very clear indication of the status of creativity when it comes to children uh, in the schools today. This particular project I did over the course of about six years. I strongly encourage you to try it in any of your music classrooms. I think it's a great music project. The project is so simple and a great emergency lesson plan to do. Here's what you had to do. You are given a blank sheet of eight and a half by 11 paper, just like the printer, the, the paper used in printers and copy machines, completely blank. You are given a pencil, not a pen, but a pencil, in case you want to erase. None of this erasable pen nonsense. And with a pencil and this single eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, you need to 
come up with something that has to do with music. It could be anything. You could do anything you want. And that was it. Those were the rules. Anything you want with this sheet of paper and with the pencil. The requirements were you had to use the paper and you had to use the pencil. You were not allowed to use anything else. So you couldn't use things like glue or tape or markers or anything of the like. And the paper had to be white. And I I just tried this six years ago for the heck of it. And the problem I ran into with the children in this very ritzy suburban area of New Jersey were the same identical problems I ran into in every other grade, every other class, every other town, every other district. Same exact issues. They had no idea what to do. No idea. Now, I mean, it's not fair to say that nobody had any idea but this is a type of project where all cylinders should be firing and you can come up with something even if you are not artistically inclined to simply take the piece of paper and write down your favorite artists write down your favorite songs write down the lyrics to a song Draw a picture of a composer. Draw a picture of an artist. Draw a picture of musicians. Draw music. Write the word music and put music notes inside of the letters. You can do things on the front. You can do things on the back. There was nothing against tearing the paper, so perhaps you want to tear the paper in such a way where you want to turn the paper into a keyboard. That would be a musical keyboard. The possibilities are endless. But here's the thing, and this is the problem, and it ties into, and this is the reason why I'm doing this as a three-part series, and it ties into independence, and critical thinking. Why is it that our children need so much guidance with everything? I like to believe that we as teachers are supposed to serve as guides, but we shouldn't have to do it 100% of the time. I'm in a situation now in 2018 where if I ask students to write an essay, they need 19 different examples. 
Why? Why do they need so, need so many examples? Because I can tell you right now, two or three, it, it doesn't cut it. It doesn't get them going. They need to be told what to do all the time. And you know what? The real world doesn't function that way. Unless you're a yes man or a yes woman. And you're willing to take orders. And I say that to my students too. If you're going to be willing to take orders from people for the rest of your life, so be it. But if you have ambitions of doing something that requires some type of independence, well, my goodness, you better be able to come up with some ideas for this really basic project. And it's simple. But what's not simple is tapping into that brain of yours and using it and coming up with something which is completely out of the box. Something which is so different, something so radically original. It's, it's, it's truly fascinating to me how many children just can't do it. And it scares me. It scares me when they have so many resources available to them and they're not using those resources. We as a society need to look into how children spend their time and what it is that they're doing. If it comes to video games, and I love video games, I love video games. They're not going to do a whole heck of a lot to advance their future. It's absolutely a fact that social media is not doing anything to improve their communication skills, which in most cases are perfectly dreadful where we have people growing up now completely incapable of holding a conversation, a simple conversation on the phone or in person. And that's a problem. And they need to constantly be guided and be told what to do. Here's where I get even more terrified about the situation. Now I'm not just seeing it with my students who are in elementary school, middle school, and high school. Now I'm starting to see it in the colleges. And I'm seeing college students who are coming out. I'm seeing college students who should have all of the tools they need, and they don't. And for that, I, I'm sorry, but I do fault the colleges. I have to fault the colleges for that because there are too many of them coming out that way. And those colleges are charging a lot of money. I don't care where you're going. If you're getting a four-year degree and you're getting earning a bachelor's and you're paying that kind of money to the college... Shame on any college that's allowing 
any student to go out into the world and not taking care of those things. Because quite honestly, if you're a college and you find that students have issues with their creativity, issues with their social skills, one of two things needs to happen. Either one, you fix it while they're there, or two, you never accept them to begin with. Because option three, let's just take their money and not worry about them, should not be an option. And unfortunately, we're finding out it is, and it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable to me when I have when I have brand new teachers starting in school districts where I'm working who have no concept of how to communicate properly, who have no concept of being able to think outside the box or do things without being told. And again, I'm not saying that it's everyone. Because I absolutely have uh, some teachers in their early 20s who are amazing, absolutely amazing. And they're willing to learn and they're willing to soak up the knowledge. But I got to tell you, there are a lot fewer than even eight years ago. A lot less. And more are coming out. And it's, it's, it's a shame when I'm seeing a few that are really, really sticking out. So yes, I view this as being a giant problem because I'm seeing it now with people who are 22, 23, 24 years old, and they're not getting it. And it all goes back to what's going on in education. This highly questionable shift to these wholesale changes made to so many different subject areas and how the curriculum is taught in each of those subjects. Oh, it raises a lot of red flags. And and sadly, I don't know if a lot of districts or schools are going to be willing to make those changes. They might, unfortunately, be drinking too much of the Kool-Aid. And believing that their way is the right way to go about doing things. But it's certainly not the right way if the people making those decisions are not in the trenches and they're not in the classroom. Because I can tell you, I'm in the classroom and when it comes to creativity, it's not good. And children constantly need to be prompted, constantly need to be told things. Now, I hope that my world is just a teen, teeny tiny snapshot compared to the rest of the world. And I would love to believe and try to have the optimistic side of myself say, well, this is not happening everywhere. This is just in this teeny tiny area of New Jersey and other people are not experiencing this. And if that's the case, I'm thrilled. I just find it very hard to believe.
especially given the span of grades, the fact that I had seven different grades work on this project from all different socioeconomic backgrounds and everyone struggled. Ultimately, in the end, by the way, with the project, I got some amazing things. And I'm not going to tell you what all those things are. Because again, I don't even want to give those that type of information away to you. You can maybe figure it out on your own what those things might be. But try to give the project and don't give them any guidance at all. And see what happens. See what they come up with. You will have some amazing responses with no help but some of the other ones what a doozy so that wraps up uh today's episode we're going to be doing uh episodes the next two days tomorrow we'll be uh focusing on independence and the next day uh we'll be focusing on creative thinking we are coming up to episode number 200 i've got some wonderful things in store for that. Uh, I thank you for tuning in to, uh, to this podcast. My, my web, uh, web page is, uh, brass tenor.com. It's exactly as it sounds. B R A S S T E N O R.com. There are ways to contact me on there, whether it's uh, phone texts, uh, <laughs> smoke signal. Uh, but you can, you can email me, and uh, I can be found on Twitter. So there are lots of ways to get a hold of me. If you have any thoughts, any suggestions on this topic or any other, uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Share it with others. Again, the greatest compliment of all to all of us in podcast land. And uh, we're starting off 2018 with a bang. And I am so excited uh, that you're going to be along with me for the ride. Look forward to uh, you tuning in to tomorrow's podcast. Be well.